Buried beneath the rubble of time are stories of God's sovereign hand moving in our great nation. Many believers, hopeless, frustrated, and confused, have all but given up on America. But we have faced dark times before, and by divine providence, overcome. Broadcasting from our studio on Capitol Hill, I'm your host, Brad Wells, with Pastor Mike Creed and Andrew Friedenstein. Today, we are going to see how a pair of spectacles stopped the Army from committing mutiny against the Continental Congress. Take a moment with us to look back and find hope from history. The note George Washington held in his hand told him he was alone unlike he had ever been before. It was March 14, 1783. The war for independence had been winding down for months. Although there were some pockets of British troops around, everyone knew it was just a matter of time before the war came to an official close. But the note told him of a conspiracy of the grandest scale, and after eight long years of fighting, they still might lose. Many officers had lost everything they owned during the war due to the British finding out who they were, where they lived, and then destroying their homes and land. At the close of the war, officers were promised by Congress tracts of land as a thank you for their service and to replace what many lost due to the war. Now, it sounds like a just compensation, but there was a big problem. The Army didn't trust Congress. In fact, many officers were ready to throw away the Republic for monarchy before the British even officially left our shores. The reason the officers didn't trust Congress is because it was unable to equip and pay a standing army properly. How were they ever going to give away the tracts of land that were promised? The note Washington held told of a secret meeting that his officers were going to have to discuss this very problem. Of course, he wasn't invited. He had been fearful of this very thing, and now it had come to pass. His own army was ready to take matters into their own hands, even if it meant forcibly disbanding Congress and setting up a more powerful form of government. It was now March 15th. Washington walked into the room where the meeting was being held. He walked to the front, faced every man, looked them in the eye. He spoke passionately and forcibly, but the men were unmoved, and he knew it. He stood there thinking, praying for something to say that would change their minds. He pulled a letter out of his pocket from a congressman who was once again promising the supplies that they needed and also that the tracts of land would go to the officers at the end of the war. He was praying, hoping somehow it would make a difference. He pulled the letter out, trying to read it, but was unable to. The words were crammed together on the page. And so he stopped and tried starting again, but he continued to struggle and realized he just wasn't going to be able to read it. Several moments of awkward silence followed before Washington did an act of humility that stunned everyone. He said, Gentlemen, you will permit me to put on my spectacles, for I have not only grown gray, but almost blind in service to my country. The officers' hearts melted as Washington stood before them in utter humility. 
Washington read the letter, walked out. Mutiny had been averted. They voted unanimously to follow the leadership of General Washington. So, Andrew, these glasses, uh, I I take out glasses all the time. Uh, We see people, our leaders, it's it's a symbol of... Um, intelligence. It's its kind of, it makes you look smarter if you're wearing glasses. What What's the deal here? Yeah, that's a great point. We really don't have a frame of reference for this in the modern age. Back in that era, to show physical weakness in any way was a very humiliating thing to do. You only did that uh, amongst your family. In fact, sometimes fathers would never even put on their glasses in front of their own children because it was deemed so private and so uh, humbling to do that, to show that sign of weakness. So the fact that George Washington, the most famous, strongest, popular guy in all of America, would do this in front of really his peers, the other generals, men of great uh, standing in their own right, the fact that he would humble himself in such a way that he would never even show his own children was, wow, this was unheard of. This is humiliating. This story uh, reminds me of John chapter 13. Jesus stops in verse 4. He rises from supper. He lays aside his garment. He took a towel and girded himself. And after, he pours water into a basin and then began to wash the disciples' feet. Totally caught them off guard. Here he is, the Son of God, the healer, the one that fed the 5,000, stops, and he begins to wash their feet. As you read down in verse 15, For I have given you an example that ye should do as I have done to you. Not only does he catch them off guard, but he gives them an example to live by. As we minister on Capitol Hill, maybe even in our home states, before our school boards, in our state houses, with our mayors, may we stand before them in humility yes, and come to a place where we're real before them. They can trust us. You know, I think all of us struggle a little bit being, being real, being transparent. And as a father with, with my children, I often thought and actually still do think, it's, it's kind of what I slide into, that I need to show myself strong, even perfect, never uh, admit to mistakes. And I remember one of the first times I admitted to really being wrong, completely misjudging something. And I came out and I, and I just apologized to my wife and I had my kids there in the living room and, I, and I, I began to cry and my voice was shaking and I apologized. I, I really admitted and owned the wrong that I had done. And I really felt I was uh, about ready to be demoted in a great way. But exactly the exact opposite happened. My children rose up, my wife rose up, and they, they began to weep. And there was trust and there was, there was unity. And we went forward as a family in ministry uh, together in more solidarity than we had ever experienced before. And it was, it was because I was willing to own that mistake and that wrong, that misjudgment. Even though we often think it's pride that builds us up, it's actually what tears us down. It's humility that allows us 
to maintain that position of authority as people decide and yield and give us that position of being their leader and following us. So in every situation, from the home to the office to the government to the military, whatever position we hold, let's be authentic, let's be real, let's be humble. Thank you for listening. Be sure to listen each week and find hope from history. Learn more on our website, awakeamericaonline.org. Subscribe, share, consider partnering with us in prayer.